Well, tonight we're going to uh, talk about living in the right, living in the right zone, if you will. Um, uh, there are uh, different, uh, we could say that, that we are in the realm of time and uh, we have been given a uh, period of time, each one of us, um, from the time we were uh, conceived to the time we leave our bodies uh, would be our uh, lifetime, we would call that. Um, so, so there is uh, living in, the, in this time, in the moment that we live in. And uh, oftentimes I've said to some people, I've said, um, uh, wherever you are, be all there. Uh, and and uh, I've had to tell myself that before, you know, just to be honest, uh, like, hey, hey, pay attention, you know. Anybody talk to themselves like that? <laughs> and uh, so, so uh, it, it's important to... to um, uh, whatever God's called us to do, to be all in and to um, uh, know that we are doing what we need to do in order for that to have its best outcome. Um, in uh, in uh, sports, you know, I played different sports growing up, and, and the coaches would say, keep your head in the game, all right? And uh, so, so I believe that God um, is, is asking of, of us that we are living in the zone that we are to live in, and we are to have our energies and thoughts towards being all in, if you will, and, and uh, not just floating around and, and you, know, you know, whatever comes my way, you know, and, and uh, calling that you know, God's plan or blaming that on God, if you will, because um, there are, uh, there is a mindset like that, that we, we just say God is sovereign, which God is sovereign, by the way, uh, but we just blame him for everything. And we say, well, because he's sovereign, that's how come I'm having all these problems and, and, and why everything's like it is, you know, well, I guarantee you that God did not plan out everything uh, to be like it is going on today, if you will. Just, but Adam, of course, gave it all over to Satan. Satan's doing his thing. We, the church, are the entity in the earth that are, are to put the brakes on all of that and, and to stop him from being able to move. And uh, I'm not ready to give up um, my, my planet uh, to Satan. I don't know about you guys. I believe uh, we're going to be fighting the good fight of faith until um, at least uh, until I'm done with this body. And uh, so that's what I'm talking about is living in the, the right zone. Praise God. But let's, let's look at the word. Um, and, uh, how many knows that we are uh, eternal? All of us are eternal. Okay. So there's nothing going to end about you except for your body. And uh, then you get a new one as believers. Everybody would agree, right? Uh, even those who are not saved are going to live eternally, um, uh, but it'll be eternal damnation for those who don't accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. So all of us are eternal beings, and we have a stint, uh, we have a period of time here on the earth that we are to live out to our best um, ability with all of our energy to live out what God has required of us uh, to live. Praise the Lord. And uh, I, I, I know that... Uh, um, uh, we can't just be condemned about what we haven't done right and, and did wrong, uh, but what we can do is start from right here and get our head back in the game. Y'all with me? Amen. Yeah. And uh, I had, you know, times when I was young, I was actually pretty small in, in sports, so I spent a lot of time sitting on the bench. Well, it's hard to keep your head in the game when you're not playing. That's how it was for me. You know, I was just, my wife says I was ADD. Um, you know, I, I don't think I was. Oh, look at that. No, I'm just kidding. But anyhow, but uh, <laughs> so, 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 praise the Lord. I, I was full of energy, there's no doubt. 
Um, but uh, I think that my mom's form of Ridlin was a whooping, and uh, she would get my undivided attention, and I was able to focus. So praise God. Um, but anyway, let's look at Psalm 90 and verse 12. It says, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days. Uh, so, so apparently each and every day um, is a gift from God, and we are to, to use, utilize our time in each day wisely and, and purposefully. Uh, we look at Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 16. This is the Amplified. It says, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Uh, so, so each and every moment of every day is precious. Uh, we, we, we go into the day um, and, and uh, our, our feet hit the floor or maybe you pray from the bed, uh, whatever it is, but, but you start your day um, in a posture of saying, God, I'm up to bat. It's, it's, it's me. I'm ready. Show me what you would have me to do. Set the day before me, Lord, order my steps, everything that needs to happen, divine appointments, divine connections. Let me hear your voice, a stranger's voice I will not follow, only your voice. You know, and we, we start our day off going, Lord God. And some of us, you know, if you wake up like I do, it's like, oh God, you know, and you just like head towards, you know, the bathroom first stop, you know, and, 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 and you start... You know, for me, I wake up a little bit slower than some. Uh, I think that there are some people that I don't know how they do it. They just wake up and you're like, whoa, you know, and they're full of energy and stuff. Me, it takes me to warm up, you know, my day and that hit the gym and so on. But anyhow, so, so I, I'm, I'm just saying that we hit that day with expectation of doing what it is God would have us to do each day, each day. Do y'all with me? And so, so we take uh, the opportunity um, to recognize God has placed me here. I am purposefully here in my position and in my place. This is not an accident. Because the devil tries to get you off by saying, no, you're not, you're not where you're supposed to be. You're doing the wrong thing. And if you're continuously questioning where you should be, then that's not a good thing. You have to believe that God is able to talk to you. Do you understand? And that's what has come for me in my life is, is that when, when, when the enemy comes to bring question, I have to say, God, you, I know I can hear your voice. I know if you need me to do something different than I'm doing, you are able to tell me. And, and so that I can walk into the day in faith instead of in doubt and unbelief, wondering and questioning if I'm supposed to be somewhere else all the time. And the devil will do that when you get married. If you've been married for, to the same person for a long time, you overcame the enemy when he told you six days into your marriage you married the wrong one. I resolved it before I got married. When God told me, or excuse me, when I said to God, I'm going to marry this woman, that's when all the questioning left. I never doubted, never did, didn't believe I married the wrong person. I did at some points want to take her out, I have to admit. I didn't want to divorce her. Divorce is wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying, we have had, we've had typical, normal marriage, if you will. But when you have a confidence in your heart of what God has said and what God has told you to do, then you don't keep living in question. Y'all with me? 
Yeah. And so, so, so we need to understand that, that there is a supernatural realm that flows right along with the time zone that we live in. So we think eternally, but eternity is here and now, believe it or not. And we are living in it, and it's to flow through us as we live our lives in the earth. So it says, buying the time for the days are evil, praise God. Um, uh, Billy Graham uh, noted... Uh, the connection between the now and the not yet, he said this. He said, heaven doesn't make this life less important. It makes it more important. Um, I'm reminded of, uh, I don't know, has anybody ever watched the movie Gladiator? How many just love a violent movie? Amen. God bless you. I see those hands. God bless you. Praise the Lord. You know, people are like, you shouldn't watch violence. If, you know, on television, I'm like, well, you shouldn't read the Bible either. Don't read the Bible. I mean, David cut the guy's head off and packed it around. <laughs> I don't like violence. And how about David? How he got his wife? I mean, we don't even want to go there. You're like, la, 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 la. You know, like, what? What did he have to do? A hundred of them. Ew. You know, just terrible things, you know. So, so, uh, so but anyhow, how did I get there? Oh, gladiator, Yes. But in the open, one of the opening scenes, um, uh, Maximus, Decimus, Meridius, don't ever name your children like this. They'll be beat up in school. They'll have to be a gladiator. So, so uh, he said this in the, one of the opening scenes. He says, what we do in life echoes in eternity. And uh, I, I want to qualify that statement. It really, you know, when that movie opened, that, that was, it was all like, yes, you know. But in all honesty, only what's done for Christ will echo through eternity. Yeah, in fact, what the Bible says is this, the sinner will be turned into hell and will be remembered no more. There is no echo from the sinner. Do y'all understand? So only we who live our lives for the kingdom of God have an eternal echo. And the church, we the church are the business of eternity. Amen. And we recognize that, that our part in the body of Christ, our part in eternity has its connection right there. What God does, he does through us. And so it is very important for us to be mindful of our place in the program. Y'all with me? And uh, I know I'm somewhat talking, uh, they say preaching to the choir. That means, you know, it's like telling the choir they need to come to church. Well, they're right behind you. There they are, you know. And so I'm I'm somewhat speaking to a people who have some consciousness and awareness of the necessity to understand the will of God and the plan of God and and to be in his, his grace and doing what he's doing because you're here on a Sunday night. In, 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 in the heat of the, the middle of the summer, that you mustered up the strength to come back again, some of you, and, 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 and possibly stay up a little later than you would have because of your consciousness of the value of eternity and its place in your life here and now. And so, so I appreciate you, you being here, um, but in 2 Corinthians 5, 9, 
5.9, New Living Translation, it says, so whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please him. We live our lives not unto ourselves, but to please him. Praise the Lord. Uh, there, there really is no room uh, for narcissism for Christians. In fact, it's out of the gate, Paul said, I have died, and my life is now hid with God. Yeah. We can't even see you anymore because Jesus killed you, raised up a new you, and now is living his life through you. And the less that they see me, the better I'm doing. Because that old Andy, he wants to come back. And you know what? And not just my, the old Andy, but I found myself sometimes doing things that my dad did that I didn't like when he did it. Has anybody, any of the men in the room find yourself, you're like, oh Lord, I've become my father. Oh, that's just scary. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so, so we, are, we are yielding ourselves to the, to the process, of course, and it is a process. Um, but uh, how many have said they're, they're so heavenly-minded, they're no earthly good? Has anybody ever heard that statement before? Yeah, no, they're so heavenly-minded, they're no earthly good. And, and it sounds really good. And In fact, um, somebody that uh, I had met who had had a heaven experience ran into Brother Hagen, who used to say that all the time. They're so heavenly-minded. They're no earthly good. He told that person when they met him in heaven, said, tell them I was wrong when I said you could be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Because what we need is for everybody to be heavenly minded and live our lives from that zone mm -hmm. Amen. manifesting in this one mm -hmm. because they run parallel. We're not just waiting for the sweet by and by, because we need that here in the now. We need this life to flow through us and this grace to be on us in the now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. <laughs> John uh, Tillotson said, he who provides for this life but takes no care for eternity is wise for a moment, but a fool forever. Let me read that one more time. He who provides for this life but takes no care for eternity is wise for a moment but a fool forever. I tell you what, I don't want to be a fool forever. I want to be wise in this life and the next. Amen? Eternally wise. In 1 Timothy 4.8, it says... Uh, this is Paul. He says, for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. And so is this, uh, this argument of not exercising? No. It's just comparing the value of the two. It's saying that, that it's, it's good. It's good to exercise, but eternal exercise or exercising in righteousness is going to affect now and eternity. 
You see, I, I mean, I, I work out quite a bit, uh, but, but there'll come a day where this, this lump of clay is going to hit the ground and be no use at all for eternity. Isn't that right? He's like, man, that guy in that casket, he had some guns, man. Look at those arms, you know. And in fact, they had a, well, this is an extra wide casket. <laughs> but there is done. It's finished for that, right? Your body. It's just our earth suit. But eternal things, that when we do what you are all here doing even tonight in this place, is, is building up yourselves spiritually, hearing from heaven and, and allowing God to change you, mold you, and position you to be more effective for an eternal uh, uh, funnel, if you will, into this realm that we live. And what's cool is, is in the whole process, I mean, it seems like the resistances that we face in our lives and in our families and, and things that challenge us, it seems like the process itself, if we are yielding and looking to God, just makes us bigger and stronger spiritually. And we become more aware of, of qualities of God and his person and how he is and what he acts like. And, and all this information flows right in the middle of our pain and our dis the disturbances of our lives and and as, why because we're looking to him and we see a different aspect of him in that process and you think well what are you talking about pastor well jesus himself it says he learned obedience through the things that he suffered and that, 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 that that's not to me a very exciting scripture because if jesus learned it that way it seems as though we may have to learn it that way too. And we're going to get uncomfortable and we're going to get frustrated and become like, ah. Oh. And we're going to have to stop and say, God, I need your help. I was wondering when you were going to ask me. And in the process, he shows us something of himself we didn't see before. And our faith gets expanded and our hearts and our beings get expanded and we, we just become bigger spiritually than we ever were. And come out of difficulty different than when you went in. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. But we have to live in the zone. We have to live in that place. Praise the Lord. In the uh, God's, Word, God's Word translation, it says, Training the body helps a little, but godly living helps in every way. Godly living has the promise of life now and in the world to come. Praise the Lord. So, so we live in, we're living in two dimensions, if you will, uh, because we do live in this natural arena. We are not necessarily um, having our life here, if you will. Uh, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are literally seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and we are to live um, uh, in a consciousness of that, setting our minds on things above, not on things of this world. In uh, John 3, uh, 2 and 3, it says, uh, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Whew. Glory to God. Jesus is coming. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And he's opening up a whole new dimension for us. 
And I don't, I don't believe we have to necessarily wait and, oh, one day everything will be okay. I believe we can experience that dimension every single day. Pulling on heaven, his grace coming into our lives, into our families. Praise God that whatever you thought was impossible or where it seems uh, unlikely, uh, we just break those barriers. We just break those barriers. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Glory to God. Um, this is what uh, a, a one believer said. I like this. He said, I'm not, not all that I shall be, but I thank God I'm not what I, I used to be. And God loves me just the way I am, but he loves me too much to let me stay this way. And so change, change is here to stay, that we are a changing people if we're growing. Anything that's alive uh, grows and changes. Isn't that right? And uh, uh, I have planted this little mini garden in my backyard. It's just kind of an interesting experiment for me. I I put a raised bed in, put real dirt in there from somewhere else, obviously. And and so so I I planted plants in there. And... uh, and uh, the tomatoes, they, they just sprouted right up and blossomed and everything. And I was so excited, you know, yes, tomatoes. Uh, I think uh, it was Carol, she said that her mom would squirt the blossoms with this, this stuff, you know, and she, they would produce, I guess. Uh, I need that spray. I, I, I should have sprayed. I didn't spray, Carol. I should have took your advice. It was probably the Lord trying to help me. And, uh, and so, I mean, I got the, the kind that were beefsteak. I got the little middle kind. And then I got the ones that are cherry tomatoes. Out of this, I think I got like three or four tomatoes. Yeah. One plant did zero. I mean, no, two of the tomato plants did nothing, you know. So I'm thinking, you know, well, I'm pretty much a failure when it comes to tomatoes in the backyard. And, and the, the few little cherry tomatoes, I mean, I just cherry tomatoes. I thought, oh man, that is so good. It was really amazing, but it was just not even. Anyway, it was more like the size of a pea, you know? And, uh, but I was going to keep watering them just for fun, you know? So I fed them, watered them, and they didn't really produce much. But the peppers that I planted, they grew, they, they came out well, and I had all these wonderful, amazing peppers came out. And then, and then the, the cucumbers, all of a sudden, it was like they were on steroids. <laughs> they it just come out of there, took over the whole corner, and came out in, onto the basketball court. And, and, then, and then this great big thing came out like that, you know, and it was a cucumber. And I was like, oh. I brought that cucumber in the house and look what the Lord has done. And uh, my family's like, whatever, you know, so not impressed. But anyhow, so yeah, this is real. This really happened. And uh, one like curled up and I thought it's deformed, but we're eating it anyhow. Glory to God. And uh, so, so, we'll, so we still have our expectation up. So uh, from this, I've gotten two gigantic cucumbers, and others are on the way. But I'm, I'm just saying that, that all of us are tender plants in the house of the Lord. And, and there are conditions 
for fruitfulness. There are conditions for growth. There are conditions for us to actually be what God's called us to be. And what's funny is all those plants were in the same condition. They were in the same soil, but there, there was some conditions and requirements for those plants that weren't the same as the cucumbers or the peppers. And, and I, we have to know and understand God knows the conditions that are necessary for us to have fruit in our lives. Amen. He knows how to bring us into those circumstances. And sometimes I really think that the very thing that we think is our demise is the very thing that is qualifying us to be fruitful. If we will not quit on the process. Y'all with me? Because what is the father called? He's called the vine dresser. He's called the gardener. Isn't that right? The husbandman of King James. And we know that he is all up in the process. And for us to bear fruit and that we're going to have to come out from our own little uh, worlds and really be conscious of our father. And God, I thank you that you're working in me. Glory to God. And, and, and working in me means I'm going to be all about my brothers and sisters in their process. I'm not trying to, to cancel their process. I'm not trying to hurt their process. I'm going to be all about helping with the process. Isn't that right? Yeah. So, so, so sometimes I think that, that we feel like uh, that people that are very fruitful and very, seem very Christian, you know, that they're doing so much and, and that, that, that we get intimidated by that. But we should be drawn to it and, and just enjoy what they're doing because I tell you what, I know that, that there is a pollination going on in the body of Christ uh, that you cannot remove yourself from, especially in relationships that God has required for you to be fruitful for. But Mark Hankins said that God told him that he would never tell him something that he was supposed to get from a divine relationship. So you're asking God something, but you cut somebody off because of offense, usually. It's the greatest trick of Satan, you guys. The greatest hindrance to the body of Christ is offense. Offense. Yeah. And yet we need that cross-pollination in order for, you know, I had no idea. This is a, a crazy thing, uh, learning about plants and, and that there's male and female plants. I mean, I'm like, when is it? What is it? I've never seen anything happen. But the bees, you know, birds and the bees. I'm like, there's no way I planted them this far apart. I know they didn't, you know. You understand? But it's the pollination. They need each other in order to flourish, in order to grow, to be strong and fruitful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Let's move forward. So I'm going to give you four necessary realities real quick, if I can. So that we can walk in the consciousness of the, of, of the two zones that we have to manage. That we are, we are here in this world. But we're not of this world. So, so number one is we are in the world, but not of it. In John 17, 15 through 17, it says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. 
So, so the separation, the thing that keeps us is his word hidden within our hearts. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, right? You shall ask what you will. Uh, another example is Hebrews 4.12, that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So, so this, this word helps us to keep in perspective what is eternal, what is natural, because it divides the difference between the two. And it helps us to live in perspective that, yes, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. I am the light to this world. I am a light to this world. But it's not, it's, this is not where I belong. This is not my home. We are ambassadors. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Dwight L. Moody said this. He said, a Christian in the world is one thing, and the world in a Christian is quite another thing. A ship in the water is all right, but when the water gets in the ship, it is quite a different thing. Does that help you? I thought that was great. Uh, Philippians 3.20 says, uh, or Paul taught, he said, our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So we are citizens of heaven. We are aliens, sojourners, how do you say that? Sojourners. And, And we are absolutely the brightness of his glory in the earth. And I walk around with a consciousness of that. I just went, yesterday we had a four hour funeral event. Sorry. <laughs> Wasn't it four hours? I think it was. Yeah, 11. I left at three. Yes, four hours. And, uh, and, and then there was Letitia, who was probably here at, who knows, nine o'clock. So she was at a long day. But anyway, so I come out of that, get home just in time. I, oh, my goodness. I can't bring my, my car to church dirty. And I'm just going to rip in under the wire, slide into the place. They, they take me and say they can wash the outside, not the inside. I'm like, glory to God. Do you want your tires done? Do the tires. And so off we go. He does my tires. I go inside. And, and, and man, this place, the VIP car wash, they got some slamming fried chicken in there and you know this is the will of God I'm smelling that chicken I'm thinking Lord Jesus yes he loves me and there's 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 three guys back there they they look like they might have done time I'm not sure <clears throat> yeah yeah <laughs> I'm serious I love by the way I love this environment I love it I love it it's a setup I am home and I come in there, and these guys, these boys behind the counter, and I'm looking in, and they say, what you want, man? I was like, well, uh, it's my first time. Can you help me out here? What you got? We got chicken. All right, chicken. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out, is there like a meal deal, you know? And it said, meals, chicken. And then I look closer and said, and a muffin. So what made it a meal is you get a muffin. Now I'm thinking, you know, and two sides, you know, help me out. Am I wrong? That's right, right? Should be like that, but no, serious. So I'm asking him. Then, and then on the meal section, it said, it said you could get um, uh, the uh, mashed potatoes and gravy for two sixty nine with the meal. But if you, on this 
board over here, it said, without the meal, the mashed potatoes are $1.99. So I, I present the challenge to the men behind the counter. And, and one of them comes out there and goes, man, I got to see this. And he comes out there, and he looks at him and he goes, I'll be. Uh-uh. <laughs> and I said, well, what price is it, my friend? He said, the cheapest price. I said, yes. Yes, that's right. So I get, I get me a meal deal, get the muffin with the meal deal. Might as well. It comes with it. Mashed taters and gravy. And I come home to bless my sweet wife because she loves her some corn muffins. You know what I'm saying? And it's not easy to get points. You got to do what you got to do, man. Everybody say amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. So, so, so she has her a piece of that chicken and is thrilled by it. And the mashed taters, she takes a little bit of that. And it's on. I'm in her favor now. Glory to God. But uh, so, so I'm, I'm in that place, in that condition. And I'm just loving on these men. And that's what we're called to do. And talking to them, well, what's your favorite? Have you ever eaten this stuff? He goes, yes, I've eaten this stuff. I said, well, have you eaten? He said, I've eaten all of this stuff. I said, well, what's your favorite? He goes, red beans and rice. (laughs) And I said, thank you for sharing. I'm going to get that next time. And these guys helped me, you know. Then uh, I find out I can't buy everything at that counter. I got to go down to get, you know, or excuse me, I needed change to tip the, the guy who's doing my car. And so you can't get changed from me. I'm like, okay, where do I get changed? You got to go down there. So I go down there and get changed. And I'm standing there patiently. And these, these ladies, they heard me talking with those men. And she starts dealing with the lady. And the, lady, the girl says, you have a beautiful crystal. And I was listening, just quiet. And I think, oh, great, a crystal. And she goes, yes, I am a witch. Oh my God. And I'm going, wow. And... And so now I'm in the presence of, of uh, you know, people who've done time, a witch, <laughs> and wannabes. And so, so, so they're starting to compare their crystals. I was tempted, so tempted to get involved in that. But the Holy Spirit actually stopped me. And I just listened because I'm coming back there. Believe me, I'm coming back. There. I'm excited about going back there. But I had a different task. I had a different purpose. Because you know what? I don't just function and do whatever. Did you know, this is a side thought. Did you know that the the person who um, uh, Peter and them healed at the the gate beautiful, that Jesus passed by them? Now, why didn't he heal that guy? Hmm? What I'm saying is what's most important is to do what God tells you to do. I share the gospel wherever I go, irritates the fire out of my wife. We got to go, you know, so I'm like, ah, so, so this, her too, huh? All right. Anyway, so, so I, so, all the wives are like, right, you know, got the husbands with the gift of witness, praise the Lord. Anyway, so, so, so uh, I'm taking my $5 outside and, and those girls had gotten out ahead of me in their cars and I, I'm going by and they're like, hey, hey. Bye, bye. We love your energy. <laughs> and I was like, believe me, I was, I'm thinking, what do I, the energy thing, you know, I'm thinking maybe I should do something with it, but no, I need to get to the gentleman and give him his tip and let him move on with his life. I was the last person there, and I, I, I said, thank you so much. Do you know Jesus? 
I said, what's your name? He said, my name is Devin. I said, do you know Jesus? He goes, no. Have you ever been born again? No. Would you like to be born again? Yes. Just pray this prayer with me. So when it was all over, I thought, you know what? I could have wasted my time with the witch. With the halfway chicken house. Now, I'm not done with any of those, by the way. I know where they work. And I will go there, and I, I promise you, I will share the gospel with those people. But I believe it's, it's most important for us to do what he tells us to do and say what he tells us to say. That's living from another zone. That Jesus said that. He said, I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. So we want to live from that place. Even though we are here in this place, we want to live from that place and, and, and let that flow through our lives. Praise God. Uh, so we are not in this world. We are, uh, excuse me, we're in the world, but not of this world. Um, as Jesus said, I'm not of this world. We also are not of this world. And uh, we, we read Philippians 3.20 um, that we are citizens of heaven. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, so number two, oh, this is great. I have two minutes for three points. Awesome. Uh, number two is the best for us is yet to come. This is what we need to believe. Isn't that right? Uh, Second Timothy, there's some, stuff, there's some stuff going on. Would you agree that we are in some stuff right now? The fa- even that, what I just said, the girl's just saying, I'm a witch. I mean, roll back the clock 20 years. Would anybody have stood in a convenience store with chicken next to him and say, I am a witch? No, not in the presence of chicken. So she, she, she boldly confesses in front of the birds, the former prison people, and the weird girls, I am a witch. You'd have never heard that before. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5 says, But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such people turn away. That's not a very rosy picture, but if we ever had that going on, we have it going on right now. Watch the news, watch the media, watch social uh, things that are going on. It is horrific what people talk about, what they say and what they embrace, what they declare. Oh my goodness, but we are the light of the world. And whatever they want to call it, your energy, I wanted to say so bad to that girl who said, I'm a witch, it just wasn't time for me to do it. I wanted to tell her, well, you have a subservient power. I have the great power of the universe inside of me. (laughs) And I can speak to the demons that control your mind. And bring you into this power if you want. 
And those girls would have tripped out. I know they would have. <laughs> and literally, this, it's time for us to do these kind of things, to walk around and just wreak havoc on hell. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Glory to God, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. I, at that time, am the church standing in front of that counter while witchy is speaking whatever it is she's speaking. I just don't believe it was time. Do you know that a person followed Paul, the apostle, around and said, you are a great man of God, oh, great and mighty, for three days, and he finally cast a demon out of him. Which caused a lot of trouble, by the way. <laughs> and it's interesting because a lot of ministries would hire her on staff. Why? Because of the smoke she was blowing. And oh, how great you are. You're such an amazing singer and preacher. And, well, I need you on my staff. Paul said, shut up, come out. Ended all of her prophesying from hell. Interesting, isn't it? I really believe if we will live from that realm, from that zone, this world will begin to recognize the church for who we really are to be. There's some great men and women of God in this room, and, and I, I, have, I have a couple more points to make, and, and I'm out of time, but um, if, if you'll allow me, I can give you those points. Would you like those points? All right. All right. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Proverbs 4.18 says, But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Max Licato said this, Lower your expectations of earth. This isn't heaven, so don't expect it to be. Glory to God. Psalm 37.24, You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Hallelujah. God is so good, you guys. Uh, point number three is, is we are to seek things above. The Apostle Paul um, actually said in Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, 17, he, he told them to trust in, it says, uh, not trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. So we can't get caught up in this world. We can't be chasing money, chasing fame, chasing this thing, chasing that thing. Whatever God puts in your heart to pursue, definitely pursue. But don't do it just to have things. Because those things are what derail us. I, I, I actually was trying to take care of um, um, a home, and, uh, and I, I came out, and, and here's this, this elderly, there's a homeless fellow that is around here, and I've seen him for years, and, uh, and he, he has these two great big pieces of luggage, and, uh, and, he, and I came out, I turned the corner, I'm like, oh, there he is, I'm, I haven't seen him in a while, and he's got the same pieces of luggage, and he's... he's He's looking at these luggages like he's got great purpose, and he's pulling them, and he stops, and he looks at both of them, and like he's trying to manage them and make sure they're all right, and, and I, 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 I really felt like the Lord was showing me that, that I have become just like him, managing my house, managing this, managing that, and it's pulled me away from the secret place that we sung about tonight. It pulled me out of the zone. So easy to get pulled out of the zone. Am I, am I living in sin and doing bad things? No, 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 but I'm not where I'm going to be most effective. 
And for me to get back into that zone is so important. Why? Because the witchy girl needs me. The people that had, their life was wrecked because they didn't have a dad and it made them uh, the way they were and they ended up in prison. They need me. They need me to be in the zone. They need me to hear his voice so that I could say and do whatever it is that I need to do for them. And I felt just loving those men and valuing those men. I need them. I need you to tell me which one of these is good. Oh, he was excited to tell me that the red beans and rice was good. Tell me about their blueberry muffins. I'm telling you, those things are awesome. Those blueberry muffins? Yeah, this is VIP. It's on uh, Centennial. <laughs> is it about the chicken and the muffins? No. Not at all. But just loving those people and showing value in their, in their life and what they're doing. Thank you for helping me. And, and so much that the girls thought, man, I love your positive energy. And that's what I needed. But yet it had an impact. And if I ever run into those girls again, they're going to get something, I'm telling you. Give them the power of Jesus Christ. Because there's no greater power. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that was number three. We are to seek things that are above. I have lots of scriptures. And last point. I'm going to give you number four is we are to influence the here and now. So we are ambassadors. Everybody say, I'm an ambassador. Carrying the gospel. Hallelujah. Jesus spoke of the kingdom to the people his whole life. The kingdom of God is at hand. He says that it's, it's now here with you, but will be in you. And now it's in us. We're carriers of the kingdom. And so we're to have our influence. Praise God. And uh, in uh, John 20, 21, it says, As the Father has sent me, I also send you. So he's sending you to the witches, to the weird girls, to the hurting guys who did time, whoever it is you run into, do not be afraid of people that look weird. They're actually my favorite people, just to be honest. Oh, look, there's someone who's weird. I'm going after them. Tattoos. I mentioned tattoos. I, I, oh my goodness, that's a beautiful tattoo. You know, I have zero, just so you know. Some of my kids are like, man, Pastor, I thought you had a tattoo. I'm like, no. <laughs> my mom would have beat me. If I get one, I feel like she'll raise from the dead and beat me. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't know about you. How many of your parents would have beat you if you got a tattoo? Okay, thanks. Yeah, so am I trying to judge? Absolutely not. Um, but I'm just saying that some people feel like people will judge them if they have it. I'm, and so I make it a point of connection and talk about their tattoos. Like, oh my goodness, look at that, you know. And Warren and I, Jim, I say, hey, Warren, look, at there, there, there's a unicorn. And, 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 uh, and it makes open door for to preach the gospel. Simple as that. We use anything to preach the gospel. <laughs>